G'day, and welcome to season two of the Far North Leadership Podcast. I'm Jeff, and in each episode of the podcast, I interview a leader from the beautiful city of Cairns in Far North Queensland. It's called the Far North Leadership Podcast for that simple reason, because it features leaders from a variety of sectors across the Far North. I don't know about you, but every time I meet a leader or I overhear a leadership conversation, it helps me grow. So enjoy the conversations, and I hope you find something that applies to your life and your leadership in every single episode. You'll notice within the first minute of this interview that Kathy Zeiger is an energetic person with a can-do attitude and a love for people. Kathy is the re-elected councillor for Division 3 of the Cairns Regional Council, so that includes Bayview Heights, Mount Sheridan, Forest Gardens, White Rock and Waree. Kathy has had many roles and aspects to her career, but primarily she's a community builder. She loves meeting people, connecting them together and getting involved in projects that transform her community and the city of Cairns. I got to visit the council offices on Spence Street in Cairns for my conversation with Kathy. Kathy, thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome. Great to spend some time with you and get to know you a little bit. Yeah. I'd love to start with your experience as a vet. Can you tell us about your favourite animal patient that you remember? All right. Well, I did vet nursing as much as I'd okay. love to claim credit <laughs> for being highly intelligent, but I'm not that academic. Um, no, vet nursing I did for, oh, 10 odd years and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. I, was, uh, I worked out actually at a zoo before I was a vet wow. nurse. So I've had quite an array of experience with animals and I used to raise barn owls and, and different things and do the crocodile shows and the cane toad races and and then uh, vet nursing was, was great, you know, because I, yeah, I love dogs and, and horses and things, but it was mainly a small animal practice, but yeah, it was a great, great time, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah, wow. And I know now and for most of the rest of your life you've been spent working with people. Do you yeah. ever wish some days <laughs> that you could go back? <laughs> Definitely animals can be easier sometimes, you know, but you know, you get the sneaky, sneaky animal that'll come out and bite you, whereas usually people, you can see them coming. Yeah. <laughs> As a concept, what does leadership mean to you? What does leadership mean to me? I believe that um, you should lead by example. And, um, you know, you always hear of people, you know, going, oh, you know, you got to talk the talk and walk the walk and all the rest of it. But it's so true, you know, people want to um, you know, you can to get respect, you've got to give respect, and it's about relationship. So, building relationship with people. And uh, for example, I have a project with the Clontarf Foundation, and the boys do a lot of community service work. And I have these entrance walls and forest gardens, and um, we paint them. But I don't tell the boys to go and paint them, I paint with the boys. So, I enjoy painting and um, I enjoy the boys. So, we build great relationships, and I get to speak with them and just but it's more action, you know, it's more, I'm into actions, yes. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And um, let me explore that a little bit more with you if I could. How, how do you do that as your role grows? Because you can't, you can't paint everything with everyone in your role as a city councillor. That's true, but you can build relationship mm. so that they go, oh, so you'll never have someone go, oh, yeah, she won't turn up or yeah, she won't be there or she'll just show face and take off. I always take the time. And I'm hyperactive, which is well suited to the role. I've <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> got great everybody uniquely, and I am. I'm very hyperactive. 
and I do I have I have the capacity and energy to be able to you know if I say I'm going to be there I'll be there and I'll do what I'm saying I'm going to do and I won't just stick my head in mm. you know and I think that that's really important people need to know they can rely on you but of course you've got to have boundaries so you set your boundaries and people know mm. yeah yeah how did you decide to make the move from business and community leadership to running further councillor role with the Cancer Regional Council? Oh, it's almost a comedy, that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, yeah, I've worked, uh, worked in community for years. I've struggled financially for years, raised my kids. Um, it was interesting, yeah, because during, during all that time, I was going through a lot of um, marriage problems and an eventual breakup after that. But it was, I was doing three jobs. We had no money. I was trying to keep everything going as you do and um, yeah, I was doing youth work, um, doing some executive PAing work and driving a school bus. Because wow. I've always <laughs> said to people, suck it up and do whatever you've got to do. Yep. And I honestly believe that. It, it's, it's nothing is going to be too, too low for you. If, when you need to get something done, you need to get money in the door, you do what you've got to do. So I remember I was driving the school bus and... Uh, during that time there was a, um, a councillor in at that time and he went into state politics and there was a year's gap between then and when the elections were going to be and uh, I remember thinking oh okay you know that'd be nice but I'm not a politician I'm not a you know I've, I've always liked to work in the background and just get the job done I find great satisfaction in doing that and um, one of the other councillors who I'd known for years, John, and he said, oh, Kathy, you'd be great as a councillor. And I'm like, I am not sticking my face <laughs> on a stick. You know what I'm saying? I can't do that. I said, oh, I wouldn't know the first thing about campaigning and that. And he said, no, 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 just it's community work, but just on a different level. And he said, you know, you've got all these things done. I'd, had, I'd been working and getting breakfast programs done throughout the region and all different things. And yeah, I can connect and, and get things done. And so, anyway, I put together an expression of interest along with, I don't know, 50, 70 or the other people, dropped it in, and there was a process that had to go to, and I, that was it. And I remember I was driving the school bus and the phone rang, and it went to Message Bank, and when I finished with the kids, I picked up the phone and it was the Mayor's PA, and she said, oh, the Mayor would like to see you. And I remember just going, <laughs> of course he does, of course he does, he wants to see if I'm insane or not. <laughs> and so I went in thinking it was, must have been just part of the process. And I had two frocks at the time, so I put on the first frock, went in and, and met him, and I remember sitting there like a deer in the headlights, like, I'm sitting in the mayor's office. The mayor's making me a cup of tea. This is just surreal. And so he was very lovely and told me about the process and went through the panels and all the rest of it. And then he said, oh, and it's you, and I need you here at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, um, and we're swearing you in. Wow. <laughs> I just about dropped off my chair. And just went, oh, wow, okay. I think, I don't know, I must look like a bumbling idiot. I don't think I could say anything, really. And just went, oh, okay, thank you. I'll um, see you tomorrow then. And oh, I was very happy. I had two frocks, so <laughs> I had to do the bus run. I remember parking the bus, running in, frocking up and running in here. And I was just so nervous. And the mayor's PA must have spotted me. And um, I've always known, you don't ever tell anyone you're nervous, but she must have picked it when I walked in. I was like, what the? Because I walked into this great big chamber. And um, it's, it's big, like on the movies. And uh, I just dropped the handbag, went in there and... Um, and <laughs> 
mumbled, you know, a bit of a thank you speech and thank God and then signed the thing and that was it. Yeah. And it's been a journey ever since then. But oh, wow. um, How many years ago was that? That was five years ago, Nelly. Yeah. Mm. And I, I just sat and I listened for three months. I remember sitting around the table because it's such a varied job. It's everything, you know, councils are. There's they're sewer and water and rates and all of that. And, of course, I knew zero about that. Community development, yes, mm. no problem at all. But you've got to, and you can't be expected to know everything. So you just sit there. And so I figured I'd just sit there and just do the Donald Trump face. And that yep. worked really well, worked really well. And just listened and um, try and think, you know, get the odd half-intelligent question in there and just make sure I saw all the officers that were experts and things so mm. that you surround yourself with people that know what they're doing. Yeah. And uh, that's the key because you can't know everything. Yeah. And it's just gone from there. And, of course, yeah, the, the community development work, they were missing. All the councillors are good in the way that they've got their... Yeah, everyone's good at different things and mm. community development's my thing. So um, the mayor had mentioned that, yeah, we really need to work on our community engagement. And I'm like, I'm your girl. So yeah. it's like um, Christmas for me. I'm just having a great time. <laughs> and yeah. I know more about acid sulfate, soils and dredging than I ever thought I ever would. <laughs> just by listening and doing a lot of reading. <laughs> That's good. It sounds uh, like the perfect way for you to get into this role. Yeah, it would have been the only way. There's yep. no way I would have ever thought I, I... Not that I would think I couldn't do it, but I, I just your perception of what that is and having to go out there and put yourself out. But it gave me a year of learning how to let people know what I was doing without having to big note myself. So social yep. media is great like that. You can just mm -hmm. put it up, give everyone else the accolades and... You know, and people know that it's you putting it up and yeah. connect the dots so you haven't got to do that. So that took a bit. And yeah. So, um, so but you had a year to, to kind of um, earn the respect of your community yes. when the election came around. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So I just worked my tail off, and which was easy because I love doing it. And, I, and the area that I have is a very, very demographic. I've got um, the more wealthy on one side and then, of course, the lower socioeconomic group that I'd been working in, mm. as that was what, what, where I was working. So I was more than aware of what they needed. And it's just, there's no connectivity, there was no parks, everything's falling apart. It was just so easy. And so, yeah, I was just like a kid of Christmas. This is great. Away yeah. we go. Away we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As you reflect on the political system at, at mm. the council level, um, do you think there's a better way than, than the election model? Well, I think, I mean, you know, the Australian democracy, you know, election is the way to go. The concerning parties, though, is you've got um, the state setting the way that elections run, mm. and that has been politically motivated. So a lot of the... Um, political campaigns and what have they get numbers. So it used to be first past the post, which basically means you're the f one who people want. You know, they voted for you, you got the most amount of number ones in the box and away we go. But now they've introduced preferencing. Mm. And preferencing, you can, if they're strategic about it, they can actually bank up a whole heap of people that they know aren't gonna get in, but they give their preferences and so people can actually lose out. And, so, which we've seen um, in the recent federal elections around the country and, and states. So by doing preferencing is not, I don't think, a very democratic way of going. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. a bit of 
bit of uh, argy-bargy, I reckon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have that uh, in Cairns with the Regional Council next year. There will right, be that in Cairns. Yep. So you've just mm. got to, you know, hope that, look, you've done your job the best that you can and that the majority of people will cast their vote in that way. But um, yep. we'll wait and see. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what are the parts of your job that you enjoy the most? I mean, you mentioned, uh, you know, community work. That's right, yeah. yeah. So, so working with the community, building relationships with people, um, you know, people phone up, they've got a, an issue or a problem and you go and investigate it and you go, yeah, well look, here's a way forward and, and you're able to walk with them and sometimes it's not, nothing related to council. I recently worked with the Mong community who were trying to get registration for their housing and because I've worked for not-for-profits and I actually have my own charity um, the sponsoring children in Kenya, I, I know how the system works. So I was able to go, alright, help. let me help you get through that. and. And being in this position, the nice part is you, you, I'm not actually allowed to go to the offices and ask for specific help. I have to go to the top. Yes. So I get to go to the top and go, you know, all the way up and be able to say, right, well, these people need help. You're expecting these people with languages, they're, they're, they're refugees to fill out all this paperwork with no help. What the heck? So, yeah, and so you work and you do your due diligence and you only use the media as the last resort. There are a lot of people in politics and leadership that just jump to the media straight away. You can pick it a mile off and it's all about them. So mm. the media has its has its role to support you in, in trying to get a good outcome for something, but you need to do your due diligence. So no, it was a great outcome. They got their registration, took three years, wow. and it was quite a journey. And of course, that means walking with them, going to the meetings, you know, going to yeah, cultural celebrations and building relationships and trust and that. So that's very rewarding. Yeah. And, um, come, come back to what you said before about you're not allowed to go to the office to, to ask for help. Well, that's what correct. What do you mean by um, the office? Local government. So it's very strict on what I can and can't do because mm -hmm. you've got the whole conflicts of interest. You've recently had um, some councils down south, just some crazy, crazy stuff happening. So everything's been tightened. It was already fairly tight. Um, but I can't go and instruct an officer. Okay. Right. So we have councils are split into um, the representatives of the people, which is the councillors, and at the end of the day, everything is brought to us, and we make that final decision. But the officers—they're the people with—they've um, got the experience. Where you've got the planners, the traffic engineers, the sewer experts, the hydrologists—they're they're doing the work. Now, if I go right, there's a planner and so-and-so is having trouble with their building, how about I go and talk to the planner and ask them to do that? I can't mm, do that. Okay. That is against the law. Yeah. So, and there are, I can have general discussions, ask how it's going, please instruct me, get, educate me on this particular development, and yep. they'll do that. I always make sure I have a second person in the room mm -hmm. so that there can be, and it's, it's, it's scary actually. There's huge fines for, mm. um, yeah, trying to, you know, tell people what to do or, or influence, um, unduly influence. Um, so yes, I can easily um, negotiate that. That's not a problem, but yeah. I have, I can't, uh, it's not wise to go to a, a lower officer and yeah. just get all that advice. So I'll go to the higher officers and get the advice yeah. that way. So um, who, who can you go to in that planning so situation? So I go to the then? senior managers or the yep. executive staff. Okay. And, um, and of course, being in the political realm, I can go and see the local MPs, federal and state directly mm. without any problems. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that all makes sense. Yeah. It's different from the movies. You know, you can't sit across a, a, a darkened diner with a cigarette hanging out of your mouth. Oh, yeah, no, and no. And make something happen. That's it. No <laughs> durries and smoke. No, that's it. <laughs>
everything's got to be very transparent and and I think look any good leadership should be transparent and people say to me oh you've got only one phone instead of two phones I said well you're welcome to look at my phone anytime you want Mm. you know there's nothing in there that I'm ashamed of or or anything like that and you know I think if you're in a level of leadership you need to conduct yourself well and I always think Pauline Hansen should have probably checked Facebook on some of her um some of her uh, people that she <laughs> got <Yes>. on board. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You mentioned uh, social media and your phone. Um, how, how have you managed a- how accessible you are to your mm. community? Because there's probably lots of people that would like to speak to you or, yep. or get you to do something for them. Yep. How do you handle that? Well, I'm completely accessible. So seven days a week, my phone number's out there. Um, my social media's out there. And interestingly enough, because you've got to work with you've got to stay current so however people are preferring to communicate that's how I've got to communicate so yeah I'm on Insta, Facebook, uh, people around here don't use Twitter that much which is great I haven't got to worry about another form of social media but yeah I'll be it's there comes up and if I spot it someone's coming up Kathy this this and this and that's how they're happy to communicate yeah. so I'll often say to people when they're in my office I say my Facebook's up but I'm actually not just Facebooking, I'm mm, actually working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I can take screenshots of stuff and send it to the offices and put in job orders and stuff like that and say, oh look, you know, Mary from around the corner, she's just messaged me, there's a tree or a dog that's loose, you know, and then I'll give it to the correct officer and then they go and create the job order out of that. But it's that's it's great. great actually having all those forms of social media because it's, it's all about serving them. So whoever they relate best, that's where I can relate to them. And then I set up, um, like I have community information stands uh, in shopping centres and that suits the older generation better because they mightn't be on Facebook and they might be shy to phone up, oh, you know, she won't talk to me or whatever, but I can just be there. So, yeah, first Thursday of every month I have this, it's lovely, all these people come in, they know you're there and they have a little chat about everything. It's just great. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) But, of course, phones are good. You can turn them off if you need to go and have an hour or two of Netflixing and just turn off the brain. Yep. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. What are the parts of your role that you find most difficult? Ah, oh, most difficult is dealing with bureaucracy, and yeah. and also trying to relay that to people about bureaucracy because people go, well, this is common sense; it should work like that. I get that. I totally get that. And I go, yes, this is common sense, and this is how it should work. But unfortunately, for us to get the outcome that we want, we've got to, these are the steps that we've got to take. So I'm aware of the steps I'm going to take, I respect it, that's just how it is. And if I think something is just ridiculous, then I set on the task of changing that ridiculousness. And that might be changing law, putting up different things, and it's a long, arduous task, and it really ticks me off. And there's a lot of stuff in state government that, um, you know, whichever side of the fence that you sit, there's some laws there that are just really difficult. and. Um, just arduous and and, you know I feel the police have got their hands tied just with some ridiculous stuff you know I've got people doing drug deals a hundred cars going into this one house every day and they've even got like a Macca's sliding window when you go into the carport 20 bucks there's your bag and the police know it's happening everything knows it's happening and I was it is so difficult to get action and that's state that's not my realm but I can facilitate um, meetings with police, uh, with the residents, which I did big community development exercise in this one particular street, had some great outcomes. But if people are 
not that well educated or they're just struggling with different things in their lives, they're not going to phone up Crime Stoppers every day because mm. in their brain they phone them up, no one's come. Why would I do it again? It's just so difficult. And then the police go, I need the data. I'm like staring you in the face while we're standing here. They're driving in. Mm. And then I said, all right, let's get a camera. We'll get it all there. Oh, no, because it intrudes on their privacy. Wouldn't want that, would you? So, yeah, that's the type of thing that frustrates me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, but with your approach of working to connect people, you just that's keep it. talking, connecting different people in. And that is correct. So you can facilitate yeah. a positive outcome, but it can be very arduous and and you've got to really do your due diligence on it and have a lot of conversations, which is why networking and speaking to, getting out there and with a lot of people is so important because you never know who you're going to meet, you know, whether it's a lunch function or someone's talking about this that and the other i try to go to a lot of those so that i can meet the different people because you'll be talking to someone and you go i can help you mm. i can connect you to bob smith it works really well with people that are having issues with that so that's the purpose of doing that yeah, yeah. that's great yeah. can you tell me about one of the best leaders that you you've ever met let me see. One of the best leaders I ever met was a man called Steve Thompson, and he was a principal at the Cairns Christian College, and I was his PA for many years. And he taught me a lot. You know, I remember writing these, um, we had to send a letter out to parents to say, oh, look, you know, sorry, we've got to increase the cost of an excursion or something. And I'd write this big, long letter of why, and we're sorry. And he'd go, nah, cut that, cut that sucker up. Just, this is what's happening. Please do this. And that's it. And it was just less less is more, okay. you know? Stop ro stop raving on and just get to the point. Do it nicely and politely, but just stop raving on and get to the point. And he never used to raise his voice. And I really respected him for that. And the t kids just respected him, loved him, because if he did have to raise it a couple of levels, they just crapped themselves, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But then he'd be the one that'd go and chuck them in the bus and take them out for pizza and pay for it himself. And that's, that says something about someone. So, yes, yeah, so I believe always be generous. So when I meet people for coffee, I'll always pay, um, even if it's a bloke. Um, yeah, you know, I'll always do that. And, and sometimes I insist, and that's really lovely. But I always, I always go out of my way to be generous and, um, and, yeah, and just stay calm. When you lose the plot, people lose the plot. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and it blows They don't know how to handle it if you lose it. So, yeah, you see these people... You know, bullying and carrying on. No one respects them. Yeah. So yeah, but no, he was he was amazing, and uh, the kids loved him. And he changed. He put a lot of changes in the school, and just brought pride of place back into the school, which was amazing at the time. And yeah, just thought he was an amazing guy. Mm. Are you still in touch with him now? Um, we see each other from time to time. He's working in remote communities at the moment. Yeah. I think um, educating about NDIS and different things. So yeah. Yeah, always nice to catch up with previous mentors. And it is, look yeah. Up to. Yeah. yeah. How do you think you've changed as a leader uh, in the last 10 years? Yeah, we'll go back to the bus driving, youth working days. Yes, Obviously, bus driving and youth working. Your day, yeah. day job is different, but uh, <laughs> how have you changed as a leader? It's true. Oh, I know. Um, you don't really think about it that much, but I suppose just, yeah, you just got to roll with it. Just roll with it. And that was something um, one of my previous bosses, who was also a pastor, a big Samoan guy, and... Um, he just, yep, he taught me a lot because I remember going, oh, it's another idea, another idea, and I'd get really frustrated and like, oh my gosh, I can't cope with all this. And no, that's not happening. Just roll with it. 
just roll with it. That's, and I thought, that's just a Samoan way. We'll just roll with it. And now one of my daughters is married into his family, so it's really funny. <laughs> but it, it was a great thing to learn, was roll with it. And to be able to just, whatever happens during my day, I just roll onto it with the next one. And um, I'm, yeah, so, you know, I'm a woman of faith, so I commit my day before I start the day. And if there's a particularly difficult meeting, I'll say, oh, look, give me a hand with this one, you know. And, uh, and that's how I get through, through it all. But no, I, but I've always been like that. But no, karma and just roll with it. Not, not much will phase me. And if I have to get firm, it's for a very good purpose. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And people know because you don't often get firm. That's right. Yeah. 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 When you're going to sleep at night, what constitutes a, a good day for you as a city councillor? Oh, a good day. Well, yesterday was a good day. It was just, I've had a lot on and I've managed to get through each one and, and have a good outcome out of each situation or know that I've progressed in whatever I've done that day, that progression has happened or I've got an outcome for something. And if I haven't got the outcome, that I've got my administration side of things right so I have a list of things I have to follow up on I go through that regularly and uh, yeah often you get a good out oh finally you've ticked that off bureaucracy again it's a pain but no just to feel that yeah you've made progress on something each day and got some good outcomes yeah yeah what are you most proud of or, or have a sense of accomplishment about in the last five years as a councillor just building some really good relationships with people and being able to just it sounds corny, but to be able to help people and, you know, go around and people go, hi, oh, Kathy, and I, oh, how are you going, and how's so-and-so, and it's relational, and knowing that, um, and yeah, we're going past all these new playgrounds and going past all these things and knowing that there's some big stuff on the books that are ready to go, and a lot of it, people said, no, you won't do it, and I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> It's like the smiling assassin, I just keep pushing and eventually they go, oh, just give her what she wants, <laughs> you know, but to do it so that you still, um, you always do it with a smile on your face, but no, I yeah. just, every day is a good day, you know? mm -hmm. it's great. Are there any, any places in your area that you drive past and, uh, and just love driving past because you see, you know, whether it's a park or a house or something that... It's true, I, I do enjoy, I like driving through White Rock, which mm -hmm. um, when I started was just mess and it's still got a lot to go but the graffiti is just look there's some spots I keep having hit all the time but I just tried I drive through all the time I report the dump cars the graffiti all the stuff that affects pride of place because I feel if there's an area that's really scabby and people are not feeling happy but if you make the place better to look at they feel cared about and you make a point of talking to these people and making them feel that yeah they valued and they're important and yeah, I whack a huge footpath down there. I managed to get it, not through funding from this, but I found funding somewhere else. And they're like, oh, wow, we've got this big footpath and everyone's using it. Oh, wow, we've got this big dog thing. And people love it. So it is um, it is nice. It's an area because it needed so much work that, uh, that I really enjoyed. And then there's a, a lovely walk. Ivan Evans walk up the back of Bayview and it was just dilapidated and dangerous and horrible and managed to find some work for Queensland money, 300 grand, and now it's beautiful. And you can run up that thing and just enjoy it. It's right in the middle of Bayview. No one didn't know it was there. It's yeah. beautiful. It is beautiful. Mm. I've been there. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Cathy. Well, thank you. It's been wonderful to meet you and to hear some insight into what your leadership life is like. Uh, and I think, you know, White Rock and your whole area is in mm. good hands. Oh, thanks very much. Mm.
In this season of the Far North Leadership Podcast, I'll release a new episode every month. All you need to do is subscribe on your favorite podcasting app and each new episode will appear when it's released. If you find this helpful or interesting, please pass it on to a friend or a colleague and maybe you'd even like to leave the podcast a review on your podcasting app. Thanks so much for listening.